Blog Talk Radio. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. Christmas is almost here, so today we'll be talking about our favorite Christmas films. That's why we opened the show with Judy Garland singing that unforgettable song from Meet Me in St. Louis. And through the magic of imagination and technology, Mr. Charles Dickens author of A Christmas Carol, has agreed to a brief interview today. As you can guess, folks, we're very excited about that. Also, Wacko Bob is here to co-host, and Morgan Lawrence has returned to add to the fun. Now, Mr. Dickens hasn't arrived yet, but before I bring Bob and Morgan on, let's check with Nikki Starr for a chat room report. Nikki... Have you finished decorating the chat room with boughs of holly? I certainly have, and it is very Christmassy, and we are ready to go. Great, Nikki. We really appreciate the people, you and the people who sign up to chat, as well as our other listeners, of course. And we also appreciate Wacko Bob for dropping by. Uh, Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Bob. Thank you for having me on with what's going to be the greatest 45 minutes of my BTR career. Oh, you are so 
so nice, and we're so happy that you could join us. Bob, I absolutely love your Music Fest shows, and the way you plug Movie Attic Headquarters every week on your show. So why don't you uh, plug your own show here? Tell everyone where they can uh, can listen to your your blog talk radio shows. Well, it's blogtalkradio.com backslash wacko bob. Uh, you can check us out every, uh, well, soon to be every Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. starting January 9th with what's going to be now called Wacko in the Morning, which is going to be a lot of fun. It'll be hosted by myself and Fast Eddie, and we'll be talking about anything and everything that may be on anyone's mind. So it's always an open forum show, and uh, like I said, we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. And uh, Nikki Starr, where have you been, and when is your show going to be coming back? <laughs> We're, well, we're always I trying. have been working, 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 and I just don't have time for my show. And and I've, I've I get asked, I get emailed a lot, so maybe we'll see. <laughs> well, we always uh, try to persuade persuade her to do that because because she's uh, she's so so great on the air, and we feel very very fortunate that she's our producer extraordinaire and i'm sure that your shows are going to be a lot of fun the ones that you're talking about bob with you and eddie we know that we know there will be a lot of fun and we're also happy today that morgan could be with us again morgan i hear you've added a stint as santa claus to your resume this year am i right about that yeah you've you've You've, I'm surprised you know that. I didn't tell that many people about it. I'm, uh, I'm doing Santa Claus for Kids in Crisis this year as a voluntary thing and trying to uh, trying to spread a little cheer to kids that uh, are not having such a good time of it. So uh, it's, it's a small gig, but it's just something that I feel uh, gives back to the community. So I, I do that. Well, good for you, Morgan. You are so versatile. You're the author of... The Street Man Red, you're working on an HBO project, and you're a popular raconteur. Did I leave anything out? Uh, well, I, I think my dance card's pretty full at the moment, uh, but that, <laughs> that, that's a good start. Yes, and, and uh, we wish you the best of luck with all your exciting projects. Uh, I see that Mr. Dickens hasn't arrived yet. So I'd like to just take a few minutes to share my own personal thoughts about today's topic. You know, I love movies, and I love Christmas time, and so merely thinking about certain movies can boost my holiday spirit. And I'm talking about movies like the original Miracle on 34th Street, Meet Me in St. Louis, A Christmas Story, or The Muppet Christmas Carol. Now, those are the old traditional ones. But I also get the same feeling when recalling some offbeat flicks like Scrooge, Trapped in Paradise, <laughs> Stuart Saves His Family, The Grinch, Elf, and The Polar Express. And what do all these films have in common? Well, most of them deliver stories filled with humor and messages of hope, all wrapped up in an entertaining cinematic pa- package. <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street and Elf and The Polar Express tell us we shouldn't stop believing in the spirit of Christmas no matter how old we are. Meet me in St. Louis in a Christmas story. Celebrate the importance of love, family, and friends during the holidays. While Stuart saves his family, emphasizes why someone from a dysfunctional family is also good enough and smart enough to deserve a Merry Christmas. 
Trapped in Paradise highlights the way kindness can change even the most highly motivated robbers. The Grinch illustrates the power of a child's innate goodness to bring about redemption. Scrooged depicts a modern-day Scrooge, played by Bill Murray, and his change of heart. And The Muppet's Christmas Carol gives that classic Dickens tale an amusing Muppet spin with expert help from Michael Caine as Scrooge. And, guys, speaking of A Christmas Carol, I think Charles Dickens is on the line now. So, Bob, are you ready to help with this unusual interview? Uh, yes, I am. You know, this is um, this is going to be interesting. Uh, and, uh, Mr. Dickens, welcome to the show. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, well, I'm a bit nervous about this, uh, this Mr. Dickens, because you are my favorite author, I know that your your novella, Christmas Carol, has been adapted for film over 20 times, and most of your other stories have received the movie treatment. If you had been born in the 21st or 20th century, you you would have been one of our most outstanding screenwriters. So, like Bob, it's my great pleasure to welcome you to our show, and as as you know, the show is Movie Addict Headquarters, so naturally, our first question is, what is your personal opinion about motion pictures? Well, uh, I'm delighted to be here, and I'm also delighted you've asked that question. In my humble opinion, movies, or films, or the cinema, represent the best of times and the worst of times for people living in the 21st century. Bob, wow. do you have any any comment about that? What do you think of uh, the movies that have been done in the 21st century? You know, uh, movies like one that's become my favorite uh, as of late, uh, the uh, series of movies that came out uh, with uh, the Christmas shoes. What do you think of movies like that that really bring a, bring the point of family and love and what and what Christmas is all about? Well, any Christmas movie that brings out love and joy and the family union has my full support and always has in many, many, many films that I've done, as you well know from my my repertoire of films. I can imagine that. Uh, but you mentioned best of times and the worst of times. And what did you mean by the worst of times at the movies? Well, sir, not to put a fine point on it, moving pictures have become unbearably loud. Of course, I admit to using considerable noise in some of my work, especially the ghostly visitations of Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. But the sound of people for movies like Thor and that latest Transformers off offering went completely out of control. Unfortunately, my ears haven't been the same since these films. <laughs> you make a good point about all that noise, Mr. Dickens, and, and we'll be talking about A Christmas Carol uh, later, but is there anything else you've disliked about recent movies? Uh, indeed there is, although I'm no stranger to depravity, having covered such ugly violence as Bill Sykes' murderous rage and Oliver Twist. I still feel that movies have reached new depths of bad taste with films like Bad Santa and oh. those gory soul features which have done so well at, what do you call it? Ah, uh, yes, the box office. Oh, no. 
Well, you might be you might be right. You might be right, uh, uh, Wacko. Uh, do you have another question that you'd like to follow up with, uh, Mr. Dickens? Has the art of movie writing and the art of of the art of movies, period, have, are are they is is that art art form missing now, in your opinion, Mr. Dickens? Well, fortunately, the theme of redemption is receiving emphasis in a number of films, and I particularly applaud the way it's dealt in Real Steel, which tells the story of how an irresponsible father redeems himself in the eyes of his young son. That theme is very familiar to me, as you probably know from reading my tale of two cities, or as well, Oliver Twist, and of course, A Christmas Carol. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, and I do agree with you on uh, that one. How would a Charles Dickinson, uh, before I turn this over to uh, Betty Joe again, how would Charles uh, Dickinson, how would he have done Home Alone? Ah, excellent question. I believe as a Dickens feature, Home Alone would have represented not only the boy alone in his armorance, but the small creatures that surround him when no one's around, and maybe his intricate conversations and needs of support through them. Oh, I would love to to see a, a Charles Dickens version of Home Alone. But but going back to A Christmas Carol, there have been so many film versions of your wonderful story. Do you have a favorite, and and if so, why is it your favorite? Well, there have been a great many people who have played Ebenezer Scrooge, and I love them all equally. However, my partiality falls to the British production in 1951 with Alastair Sim as Ebenezer Scrooge, which, by the way, was the debut in cinema for Patrick McNee, another great British actor. Ah. Well, that that's a great choice, sir, and and it's an excellent way uh, to segue into our discussion about favorite uh, Christmas movies. Now, I know you're very busy during this holiday season, but I wanted to remind everyone that you have a birthday coming up um, in February. Do you want to um, share uh, with our listeners? the date of that birthday, and um, whether or not you have any plans for that day? Well, since I've been dead for 141 years, I don't have any actual plans for the future. As far as the celebration of that day, I breathe that day like any any other. I welcome you to celebrate it in your own fashion with your own readings and celebration of my work. Oh, that's an excellent answer, and, and the date is February 7th, and I think uh, many Charles Dickens fans have plans for celebrations uh, along the line that, that you, you mentioned. But again, I know um, how busy you are and how much it's taken uh, out of you for um, uh, arranging for this interview, but we really, really appreciate it, and we thank you for being us with us today. So bye for now. Thank you. It's been my honor to talk to you and the lovely audience of people who have come so far to hear my voice in the night air.
Well, thank you again, and um, uh, a happy birthday for February 7th, and uh, we'll bid you goodbye, and in the words of Tiny Tim, God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Bob, (laughs) did you ever expect to be talking to Charles Dickens on uh, about uh, A Christmas Carol and and uh, the movies of today? I didn't expect it at all out of him, you know. Was there was a uh, definitely a shocker and a half. Good thing we didn't bring up that movie Schwarzenegger did. <laughs> <laughs> that that's right. That's right. And, and Morgan, do you have any comments about the things Dickens said today? Oh, yeah, I wish I could have asked him some questions. I I had a number of uh movies that I would have loved to have seen um Mr. Dickens talk about, especially uh, some of the ones with Sharon Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think uh, um, Nikki is probably not too happy about what Mr. Dickens said about uh, Transformers, but I was delighted (laughs) when he mentioned the Hugh Jackman film, Real Steel, as... uh, as being a, a movie that he enjoyed, and of course I I can't help in in agreeing with him. And um, this is a good time I think to move to our our discussion about other favorite Christmas films. So Morgan, why don't you start out? What are your five favorites? And I'm going to try to jot these down as oh, as you wow. mentioned them. Yeah. The five favorites, believe it or not, are uh, and not in any particular order. Um, the Charlie Brown Christmas still touches my heart every year. I love it. Um, Bill Murray with Scrooge is another one that is just um, delightful to watch. Uh, my traditional favorite, and I agree with um, Mr. Dickens, the 51 edition of Scrooge uh, with Alistair Sim is probably the best one ever made. Although, I mean, with everybody else who's done this part, I mean, we between George C. Scott and Patrick Stewart and the rest of them, everyone's done such a great job, but I'm I'm a big fan of the classics. So that's my number three. Number four probably would be Miracle on 34th Street. Um, again, I'm a fan of the classics. And my fifth and final one would probably be Christmas Vacation because it deals with the reality of modern-day <laughs> hectic Christmases, and it's just the funniest thing going. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, I like the, the choices. I'm going to repeat them. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, the one with Alistair Sim, Miracle on 34th Street, the original one. Is that what you said, the the original Miracle yeah. on 34th Street? And then Christmas Vacation, wonderful choices. Bob, what are your five favorite Christmas movies and why? Oh, there's, um, there's a lot of them out there, but uh, as you already know on uh... – on uh, when I was doing my uh, Christmas uh, music show, um, uh, you know, I did did of course mention how uh, nothing could really beat Miracle on 34th Street. I think that I think that really uh, brought uh, w- and still does to this day the original that is even with the younger kids, you know, who have, who have not watched the uh, 1994 version, really uh, brings uh, Christmas to life for kids in a lot of ways and. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know that that would definitely be number one. Number two, like I, you heard me talk about it before when we were talking to Mr. Dickens. Um, um, I was, uh, you know, I brought up the uh, the Christmas shoes series, and uh, 
And I'll just use the original here on this one, uh, the uh, the original title, which was called the Christmas Shoes. So, uh, you know, uh, and of course afterwards they had a uh, they had the Christmas Blessing and uh, the Christmas Hope. But the Christmas Shoes with Rob Lowe was uh, was de- def- was definitely an all time favorite uh, when I actually discovered that entire series last year. I definitely enjoyed uh, watching that one, and still still enjoy watching that one today. Number three would have to be the uh, the would have to be a lesser known one that was done on Hallmark called the uh, the Christmas Visitor. I don't know if anyone ever had a chance to watch that one. With uh, that that one had William Devane in it as a uh, as a uh, father as a father who was very concerned about her daughter's illness and uh, them still living with the grief for so many years. Uh, from losing uh, their son in uh, Desert Storm, mm-hmm. and they found they found out he they they died just days before Christmas, you know, and uh, how they didn't celebrate Christmas, you know. And long story short, he comes he uh, he does come back as an angel and everything, and helps bring Christmas back into uh, his house. Ah, as a you know, so that was I don't that think one I've was seen one. that one. Oh, you should definitely get that one. If you could actually get that one on Amazon, the the Christmas Visitor, it's definitely worth wa- worth watching. It was uh, one that uh, one one that I actually discovered on uh, uh, on Hallmark Channel actually, and uh, just 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 a tremendous movie. I like movies that really bring the feel across, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, of course, I will have to say the uh, Christmas Carol. You know, all the renditions have been good, but of course the original is the best. That would have to be number four. And number five, this is where it gets tough for me. You know, because, uh, you know, they're they're all good. You know, and uh, you really hate uh, trying to single out a top five when it comes down to these Christmas movies. But I would have, I would almost, ha- I almost have to agree here, you know. I would make number five, uh, you know, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, so, you know uh, one that I just couple... remembered. Just I just remember one that we don't see anymore. They for some reason stopped putting it on, but for years they had a thing on called a Mall and the Night Visitors. Mm-hmm. That yes, that's that's a classic. I'm going to put that down went. as one of your one of your honorable mention. But I think <laughs> these uh, these selections that uh, that Bob has made are interesting and. Um, Morgan, you said you hadn't seen The Christmas Visitor. I haven't either, so I'm going to have to put that on my list. And yeah, I haven't seen thing. Christmas Shoes, so, Bob, I'm going to check both of those out. So, again, Bob's choices are Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas Shoes, The Christmas Visitor, A Christmas Carol, the original, and um, the uh, the last one is... Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. So we do have some similar ones that we're picking. Let's check with Nikki and see what her favorite Christmas uh, movies are, and maybe there are some being suggested in the in the chat too. So, so Nikki, which films are your favorites for Christmas? Wow, my very favorite is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Don't be hating. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Jim about Burke. that. Oh my God, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another classic. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And of course, I love a Christmas story. And I love um, Scrooge. Scrooge. Good one. I did. I did. I see. I haven't seen Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. 
And I haven't you seen haven't? it in a wonderful time. Nope. And Natalie I like Wood played the little girl in that. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I did like Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so and then got... um, Vacation, Christmas Vacation. Oh, Christmas yeah, Vacation. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so do one. I have this right? The Nightmare Before Christmas, A Christmas Story, Scrooge, yeah. Christmas Vacation, and Home Alone. Would those be yep. your top five? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are those are great uh, great choices. And I have a Christmas story too, The Muppets Christmas Carol, mm. because I, I in fact I think that's the best um, version of a, of a Christmas Carol because of Michael Caine's performance as Scrooge. I think he was the best Scrooge ever, and How the Grinch uh, Stole Christmas. Every time I think about uh, <laughs> a Grinch trying to turn his Dog Max into a reindeer. I just oh, fall, you, down, you gotta love fall Max. down, fall down laughing. Miracle on 34th Street, and then I'm an incurable romantic, so I have love actually. As Mary my, brought up as a good one in the chat room. Fifth one. Yes, I was going to ask Nikki what what's um, what films are being suggested in the chat room. Hello, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki must be multitasking or checking. Yeah, uh, yeah she or may checking be. The phones. Checking will, the phones. I, think. I will jump in there and say that yes, uh, Mary, in the, Mary in the chat room says a wonderful. It's a wonderful life uh, is one that you could throw in there. Oh, that one is a classic. That's not one of my favorites, but I'm in the minority on that for sure. It's a wonderful life. And, well, um, yeah, any movie with J- Jimmy Stewart is is a good film. You know what, you guys, we had this discussion last year when she said she didn't care for it. Really? Very controversial. Yes. Is it in your your top ten? I haven't seen it. But people were really upset that she didn't love it. (laughs) I know. And Fausta Wirtz was the only one that I've ever talked with who felt the same way. I did about about the movie, and um, I think I'm going to have to look at it again. I've seen it a couple of times. I might just have, have gotten tired of all the hype for that film, but I'm going to have to take another look at it, especially since so many people um, really, really love that, that particular film. So, uh, so Mary likes It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, are there any other suggestions from the chat? No. Mary brought up a good point that uh, Dickens' nickname was Boz, or Boss. And how many people are aware of that? It usually indicates that they're well-read when they know that, because it wasn't wasn't prominently known in Dickens' writings. But uh, it just says to me that Mary has obviously read a lot of Dickens. Absolutely. And... uh, Morgan, you you know a lot about um, <laughs> Charles Dickens, having prepared to uh, to play Charles Dickens for us today. So, what what else did your research uncover? Well, um, of the 19th century writers, I mean, he was probably the most profound of the group because of the eclectic nature of his stories. I mean, there was a variation in in subtlety of plot and the way they were written, but they were always structured 
and written very, very well. Um, I mean, David Copperfield and The Tale of Two Cities couldn't be any more different if they tried. And then you do come back around from Tale of Two Cities to Great Expectations, and then, of course, The Christmas Carol. He was very eclectic. He got his message across, but he was very subtle. And he was subtle in that that fashion of writing by kind of taking you by the hand and leading you through the story to the end uh, until he, he got you where you were wanted to be. And, and I think that's why I like his writing so much. Um, he was very similar in nature to that, to um, Melvin, um, who wrote Moby Dick. Who did the same, the same sort of thing by dragging you very quietly and making you feel like you were part of the production, and then boom, hitting you with a major, a major plot twist in, in the middle or the end. I thought that was a very, very good point. And um, my husband and I uh, just think Dickens is at, at the top of the list for for best authors. We've read aloud to each other practically all of Charles Dickens' work and the one that that we that we enjoyed the most probably isn't a good one to be talking about uh, during Christmas but it's Bleak House B L E A K and yeah. um it's it's just one of the best novels ever not written. Not a Christmas story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a Christmas story. Um but he knows how to describe children and to just tug at your heartstrings and you know just almost cry about the things that are happening happening with with children and i meant what i said earlier that it, it's almost like seeing a movie when you're reading his books because he just describes everything so so beautifully you you feel you get the visuals and uh, I meant that I th- I think he could have been uh, probably I, I the most outstanding that that's screenwriter. That's the one thing that great writers have in common is that when you read this book, if you can smell the bacon cooking or see the smoke hanging in the air or feel the chill of the air as it goes through your coat and your bones, then you have achieved something by touching your audience that way and and. When you're researching a part like like that, you really want to make sure you bring that out in what you're writing. Um, when I write, I write in all five senses, so it seems that I describe it in anything that I write will have taste, smell, touch, uh, feeling to it, the whole wrapping around. It's a complete koozie, if you will, of a blanket of feelings that go along with the storyline. Yeah, good, good for you. Um and uh, i think that's that's covering some necessary points for for authors to remember but i wanted to go back to christmas movies and we have the opportunity to give some honorable mentions now we picked our top 5 but there's so many christmas movies that uh, are wonderful i'm already morgan you did uh, add to the list amal and the night visitors and I'm wondering, Wacko, do you have um, some Christmas movies? You said there's so many it was hard to pick five. So do you have any others that you'd like to add that we would give honorable mention to? Oh, I'm probably going to give a lesser-known one that uh, Henry Winkler did called uh, It's Most Wonderful Time of the Year. 
yeah. I thought was a great one. I thought it I thought it was great more in its value of it did bring across Christmas, but it brought forth more entertainment at the same time too. You know that uh, a lot of people would expect out of a movie. Um, you know, I would have to say that would be one. I would also um, I would also say a lot, another one a lot of people don't know about a movie called uh, A Hobo's Christmas that deals with a homeless guy that. Uh, that uh, makes uh, that that uh, only knows how to exist as a as a uh, hobo, and uh, he actually takes a uh, he manages to take uh, different uh, different train carts to get to uh, get to his fan to his family's town just so he can see them for Christmas. Oh yes, I I remember that one. So most wonderful time of the year and a hobo's Christmas would be two that you uh-huh. that you would add. And um, Morgan, anything else besides the mall and the and the night visitors that you'd like to add? Well, I keep thinking about all the different movies that we've named, and we've we pretty much captured the gambit of uh, of of Christmas movies. I, I was actually listening to what Bob said, and it took my my focus off of thinking of movies that I hadn't thought about yet. So. Uh, no, I think uh, I I don't have anything else to add there. Well, I was thinking about some others too, and um, there were so many uh, movies about Santa Claus. You know, like the the Santa Claus one, two, and three. And um, I don't know. I thought the first one was just great, but I'm I'm not so sure that I want to add it <laughs> as an honorable mention. And here here are some others. Maybe that that you uh, that some of our listeners don't know about, but the Nativity Story, a movie that was uh, was made back in about 2006, I think, and it starred the wonderful young star who was nominated for uh, an Academy Award for Whale Rider, Keisha Castle Hughes. She played Mary, and Oscar Isaacs did a beautiful job uh, playing Jesus, playing Joseph. And the whole movie was oh, it was directed, by the way, by Catherine Hardwick, who did the first, I think she did the first Twilight movie, which is the only Twilight movie that I really enjoyed. And it was just beautifully done, and it just, told, it just emphasized the humble beginnings of, of Christianity. And it was just, it, it was, you just felt that you were right, right there, you know, with everything, everything that was happening. So... So that's one. If if you haven't seen the Nativity story, sometimes it's just called the the Nativity. I think I actually we, have that on disc. You do. I do. Yeah. And and do you remember watching it? Is it? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's one of the ones because we were actually looking for Marlin Night Visitors on disc, and we ended up buying the Nativity instead, and we enjoyed it very much. We were looking for something else when we found it, but it was a excellent film and well made. I I, yes. did, I wasn't aware that uh, the same person directed Twilight. That's kind of a, a 180 degree turn from one movie to the other, isn't it? Yeah, I I think you know I'm I'm fairly certain that that's that's true, and it it, it, it sort of rang a bell with me because it, I felt the same way you did that it was sort of going from <laughs> quite yeah. Yeah, doing quite different different movies and doing a good job. And then there's a movie called Prancer that uh, Sam Elliott was in. 
And I don't remember too much about it, except at the time I really loved it about uh, the reindeer that they found in their in their barn, I think. And Sam Elliott, whenever he's in a movie, I'm there because I just love his gravelly voice. So yeah. I don't know whether you and you and Bob have have seen Prancer, but I I really liked that movie. No, haven't seen Prancer. Um, okay, that's one. That's one for you to check out. Big Sam and Elliott then, fan, though. Sam Elliott, yes. And then nobody's mentioned White Christmas. Oh, a classic. How can you forget <laughs> that one? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, that's oh, right. Oh, man. Danny Kaye, uh, Vera Ellen, and uh, all I'll that beautiful. I'll that one, boy. <laughs> and all that beautiful yeah. Irving Berlin, Irving Berlin music that we that we really really loved um jingle all the way there's one hey how about holiday inn well that wasn't that a remake of white christmas i i think it was holiday inn and uh but that's the same yeah that's the same theme and um I don't know about you guys, but I really did like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way. Now it was a pretty materialistic movie about, you know, chasing down to get, chasing everybody to and, get that and special toy. Yeah. To get to get that special toy, but it was definitely a lot of fun. And then um, recently, there was a very very funny movie called Four Christmases. With Reese oh, Witherspoon yeah. and Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn, absolutely. <laughs> Every, that yeah. had an all-star cast in it. Robert Duvall, uh, Sissy yeah. Spacek, um, my Lord, everybody was in that movie. Yes, and it, it had it had a little parody of the of the Nativity, uh, which was was kind of done. It, it wasn't in bad taste, <laughs> but but it was very very funny. Yeah, and I think then, Vince Vaughn might have went over the top with his uh, portrayal of Jesus there. Uh, he might. I thought it was dad. funny, uh, but uh, he got into the spirit of the the activity. So, uh, you know, I I kind of leaned over to the person I was with when we were in the theater and seeing that, and I said, "This is what's meant by burying yourself in the part." I think you're right. I think, I think you're right about that. And then there's, um, I'm trying to think of another. Oh, Deck the Halls with Matthew Broderick and um, Danny DeVito, where they were trying to to outdo each other with the the lights, the Christmas lights. And that was, I thought that was a very, very funny, funny comedy. But... There are some scenes in these films that that pop into my mind during the hol- holiday season that I just I just think are uh, are so memorable. Ralphie in a Christmas story when he daydreams about how impressed the teacher will be with his essay describing what he wants for Christmas in a Christmas story, and Stuart Smalley telling his good friend he'll be her father when she needs one. And she can be his mother when he needs one, and that's from Stuart Saves His Family. And, of course, Judy Garland singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel singing Baby It's Cold Outside in Elf. I really, really liked Elf. I think I'd have to put that on my honorable mention list. And then I already mentioned (laughs) 
Jim Carrey as the Grinch trying to turn his dog into uh, <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nose Ring. You got to love Rain. Max. Max was a trip. <laughs> and then I loved Robin the Frog as uh, Tiny Tim in the Muppet Christmas Carol, shouting "God bless us, everyone!" But I loved everyone in the Muppet Christmas Carol. And uh, do you remember that it's Gonzo who played Charles Dickens in the Muppet Christmas Carol? <laughs> <laughs> now they're they're stretching a cast for you. I think so. <laughs> I think you're right. You're right about that. Well, I. My goodness, we have covered a lot of Christmas films, but I'm sure there must be some that we have we have left out. I don't and I don't want to leave out Christmas in the Clouds because hardly anyone I think has heard about that and it is a charming movie. It's uh, practically all Native American cast. Um and it's it's about a mistaken identi- identity and it all takes takes place in a sort of a hotel and Graham Greene uh, plays the vegetarian chef, and it's just—it's another. It's kind of one of those screwball comedies, but it ends up with you know just a great Christmas spirit. Christmas and with, and with in the clouds. Christmas in the clouds, and uh, they have so to that's what that. I don't—I don't want anyone uh, to forget about. So uh, there's well, one. There's one we yes. can mention that was actually a TV show, and uh, and everything you know, and that would be the uh, the. Uh, two Christmas episodes that were done and then there's one one of them in particular that was done with uh, the uh on the TV show Highway to Heaven with uh, Michael Landon. Oh yes, excellent. That you you have some excellent choices. Well, you know I'm having difficulty with my switchboard and I can't Uh-oh. tell how much how much time we have <laughs> we have left but I really have enjoyed talking about these Christmas movies. We are at three minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. The time has gone by so fast, and I want to thank both of you for being for being on the show today. It's been a real treat. And um, I want to thank the people, of course, at Blog Talk Radio for their support and for choosing this episode to feature as one of its uh, today's picks. And special thanks, of course, to Bob and Morgan and Nikki and Danny for their help today and to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I sure did. And I want you all to come back next time when we'll be talking about the top ten films of 2011 with noted film critics Diana Sanger and mad movie man A.J. Hockery. That's all for now, folks. So... Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and joy to the world during this wondrous holiday season. Let's call on Judy Garland again to close the show with my favorite movie, Christmas Song, and thanks to Daniel Dyer for putting it on our switchboard. your heart be light next year all our troubles will be up
until then.